You're listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own 5 tents, 7 backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Saran Alfines, is, There is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Um, we are excited to be together. Uh, that's not something I want to... <laughs> well, I'm excited to be together. <laughs> <laughs> a great opportunity to bring us together. But, well, just, yeah, and you can feel free to cut this, but last episode you mentioned the, the use of protection, ex- having extra protection out there. And I'm like, there's times when we when in life when you need extra protection out there. <laughs> So I just I don't totally even agree. know. <laughs> and, and, I, and I left that comment on the side, but now you can cut it. Now you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so today I'm joined by, um, so my name is Greg, and I'm joined by Chase, who's the head buyer at Gear 30. I'm joined by Brandon, who's our marketing guy, and by Jordan, who um, is a good friend of ours and who's helped us with a lot of our branding and stuff like that over the years, and is also an avid outdoorsman. Um, Thanks hardcore for thanks for having me on again cool. we should make this a regular thing yeah yeah he's a <laughs> he's a hardcore skier and and uh, avid trail runner and other things and so he's a good one to have here but um we just is my thing working i can't i don't have headphones so i don't know yeah. <laughs> uh, good. okay um so anyway, we just got back from uh, a long weekend, and um, Chase, you went down to what Havasupai? Havasupai, yep. So tell us a little bit about that. How did that go? It was fun. It was my first time going down there, and I mean, typically when I backpack, I don't pay 172 bucks a night to go backpacking. So I'm not <laughs> oh, gonna lie, wow. I was Yikes. a little skeptical. Yeah. Um, I hear it's so cool, and I've seen pictures, and everyone says the pictures don't do it justice. Um, it was awesome though. It was definitely really cool. We lucked out. Um, they just switched the reservation program over to a three night minimum. And by default, we got down to the base thinking we only had one night to stay there. And they gave us permits for three nights. So we immediately got pretty stoked. This one night backpack trip turned into a three night backpack trip. Did you have the provisions and everything? Uh, <laughs> you're supposed to bring enough food, right? <laughs> Luckily, they sell Indian fry bread down there, so we nice. survived off Indian fry bread for that extra day. Um, but it was really cool. We left the trailhead about 4 a.m., um, got to the trailhead about 2, slept for a couple hours, left 4 a.m., um, hiked down. It was, it was pretty easy because it's all downhill. And just a really incredible place. The water, it's unreal like this Caribbean blue water and this desert backdrop. It's really cool. Cool. So any, uh, so what did you guys do down there? What is there to do down there? I know um, that a lot of people from around here have you, been you there. You take selfies. That's probably oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. Like 
selfie. You if take you your want, Instagram if you game boost up. your Instagram following <laughs> for those single folks out there. If you want your Tinder profile picture, <laughs> whatever it might be, pay that 172 bucks and that you'll get that picture. <laughs> but there's so there's let's see one two three four, I think there's four or five falls. You have Navajo Falls, Fifty Foot Falls, Havasu Falls, Mooney Falls, and then Beaver Falls, and then just kind of all work your way down this canyon and have a Sioux pie campgrounds in the middle of the four falls. Okay. Um, and you just kind of go and play in them and relax in the water. The water's pretty warm. Um, it's, it's refreshing. It's not warm. It's not freezing cold. Um, yeah, it's just a really cool place to go and hang out, swim. My favorite part, we went down to Beaver Falls and there's these awesome cliffs and we went cliff jumping and I jumped the biggest clip I ever have in my life. Because I'm not a huge cliff jumper. I'm kind of a sissy la la. And we jumped this 50-foot cliff. And I thought I was going to die. But it was super fun. 50 is so, no joke. It was, And we jumped from like this 15, 20-foot cliff. And my buddy's like, let's just go for it. It's like, okay. And then there's this crowd that gathered. And you can't say no. You know, peer oh, pressure. The crowd so, does you in. Yeah, it did me in. That's for sure. So it was fun, though. Really cool place. They keep the crowds down pretty well. I mean, we pulled up to the trailhead and there's hordes of cars and we're immediately like, oh no, this is going to be a crazy experience. But there's enough campgrounds. It wasn't too busy down there. They do a pretty good job at keeping the numbers down. Do you have to buy like your campground passes in advance or you show up and go? Yeah, it's definitely, it's all reservation. You have to reserve and it. And okay. it's pretty tough to get the, the permit. My... We got them two years ago for last summer, but oh. there's a flash flood that came through the night before we were supposed to go. And so last summer, all reservations were canceled from like beginning of July through the end of the year because of the flash flood. So they um, let us go this this year on those last year's permits. So we actually met a guy at the trailhead yesterday as we were hiking out and he had hiked in and that night was when the flash flood hit. And he just remembers someone yelling like, get on the high ground. And they ran up to high ground and everything was gone. Tent, backpack. Oh. He said everyone lost everything. Wow. We just got to high ground. They didn't, no one died. There was one lady that was swept away, but they got her. They rescued her. And other wow. than that, they just, they just airlifted everyone out of there, out of the canyon that was on high ground. So kind of crazy. I'm kind of glad I didn't have to deal with that. We were supposed to be there. Well, it's been a rainy spring too. It has. I mean, there was no... There was no worries while we were there. No. That's awesome. And then nice. what, yeah, since gear podcast, what would you take or what would you recommend people take for that particular um, area? Sunscreen. <laughs> uh, sunscreen, some good sturdy water shoes. If you're going to go to Beaver Falls, you're going to be walking through the river a lot. And even when you're you're at the falls, you don't want to go barefoot because it's pretty sharp rock. And it's nice to have like a good like Chacos or Tevas or some keens whatever you want um that are good sturdy like water shoes um just pack not flip flops not flip flops definitely i would not recommend taking flip flops um you need something that's pretty sturdy for yeah, that I, I got some astrals last year those yeah. are kayaking shoes those would be perfect yeah i saw lots of people with astrals down there i think that'd be a great idea so um lots of water i mean sun shirts would be great if you are if you worried about wearing sunscreen wear a sun shirt um but yeah, I mean, I don't think you need to take a lot of stuff down there. It's pretty warm, so you don't need a thirty degree or you don't need a ten degree sleeping bag. Did you take a sun hat? I did not. I have I have long locks. I don't need a sun hat. I've got Beautiful a natural locks. sun hat. Yeah. Oh, we know, we know. <laughs> but as far as what I took, I had a Granite Gear thirty eight liter pack, the Crown thirty eight, 
Um, and everyone I went with is hammock sleepers, so I didn't take a tent because I didn't want to carry the weight of my own tent. So I just took my hammock down, Western Mountaineering sleeping bag, and Nemo tensor pad. And that was basically like my essentials that I took down there. Topo running shoes for my hiking and that came in clutch. Those are like my favorite hiking shoes. Oh, that's lightweight. So, yeah. yeah. Like anything for rain? Yeah, I took a little rain jacket. I didn't use it, but I took it down there just in case. Um, and then some like just long john legging things for to sleep in. But I, it was so warm, I didn't need those either. I just, I was in short sleeves and shorts the whole entire time. I just meant for hammock camping. Yeah. Carry yeah. hammock. What's to cover it? your hammock in case uh, it rained. No, I didn't take anything to cover the hammock. Um, we had, I mean, we had people in the group had stuff, so if we needed it, we could. But we didn't set it up. There's zero rain in the forecast, and I just kind of risked it on that one. <laughs> Probably not the best way to go. But um, people had it, so we we had like a couple big tarps we could have set up if we needed it. I've watched. I watch Naked and Afraid. You can survive a night. Oh, you know, <laughs> you're good. If you have the will, you can do it. <laughs> so, so I've never been down to have a soup pie. Always wanted to go. And years ago, when I was a teenager, my older brother and his friends got permits to go down, and they invited me to go. So I was really excited. But my parents had a rule that um, I wasn't allowed to go backpacking by myself. I always had to have someone with me because my mom was always worried with my. Because you can't be trusted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard some of your outdoor adventure stories, though. I think your mom might be wise. Right. <laughs> yes. <was> with people. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So after, I don't know, having search and rescue called on me a half dozen times, <laughs> my mom made this rule that I wasn't allowed to go out by myself. You have a good mom. Yeah. So, um, so anyway. I got home. I was I was off rock climbing one day with a friend, and I got home late at night. My parents were out of town, and um, I got home from rock climbing at like ten o'clock at night. And I get this message on my phone from my brother. That this is back before cell phones. Back before I had a cell phone, and um, post beeper. <laughs> on the, a message on my home phone from my brother saying, hey, we all decided to head up to the Uinas to do a night of backpacking. We're going to be camping at this lake. Um, come join us if you want. I was like, sweet. I'm not technically going to be alone and I might be hiking in alone. So I grabbed all my stuff, ran to the grocery store, grabbed a few snacks and headed up to the mountains. I got up to the trailhead at like one in the morning, <laughs> start hiking in. And, um, you know, hiking by myself during the day is doable but in the middle of the night when all you can see is like eyes looking at you so headlamp, holy crap it's terrifying so i'm like <clears throat> i'm like singing like songs and stuff I like that trying to <laughs> singing songs yeah i was like singing songs singing? To, well church primary songs to be honest if i'm being honest i'm like <laughs> remember that god loves you before you get attacked right yeah. So I'm seeing all these eyes looking at me and it was terrifying, but I just kind of put my head down and hiked and just tried to convince myself things are cool. I made it into the, into the lake where I was supposed to meet up with my brother and his friends and hiked around the lake a couple of times. Saw a mountain lion, by the way. That was terrifying. That night? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. So I saw these eyes off like a hundred yards in the distance. I just assumed it was a deer, but there was something different about him. So I just kept walking, figuring it would it would uh run away i got within like 30 yards of it and i could see the eyes but they were kind of hidden behind obscured behind a bush or something like that didn't know what it was got kind of freaked out so then i 
hiked the opposite way around the lake. Um, I decided to back up and hike the other way around the lake, got to the far end of the lake and decided to just camp there. And, um, I found a, there was a scout group camping. And so I just camped like 20 feet outside of their camp because I was scared. <laughs> so the next morning I wake up. says protection like a couple of boys. Right. Yeah. That'll keep the mountain lines away. So I wake up in the morning at like six in the morning before they wake up, pack up my stuff and get out of there. So they didn't know I was even there. Hiked back around the lake looking for my brother and his friends and got to where I saw the mountain lion and sure enough, there were mountain lion tracks there. So, terrifying. <laughs> but I hiked around the lake a couple of times, never found my brother. <clears throat> hiked back out to the car, drove home. So, I did kind of a solo Dude, backpacking a trip. Solo but, trip. Right. And, um, and eventually, my brother got home. They ended up getting lost in the dark and went to the wrong lake. And so, anyway, they made it back. My parents found out that I had been hiking by myself Calvating around in the woods right. at night yeah so they grounded me from going to have a supai like two weeks later oh. when i was supposed to go to have a supai so i wasn't able to go Rough. that is a bummer my brother got to go <laughs> now he's he was i was like 16 and he was what 23 or something like that so there's a little you know age difference but anyway so my brother and his friends went <clears throat> and the pictures looked amazing i was so ticked but i've never been back since and I'm not bitter about it. I'm not holding. Yeah, we can tell. Yeah. Really yeah. feels like you're <laughs> over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but my brother, he he packed up all his backpacking gear, went down there, and then he came back and he said, "Man, I took like I didn't use like half of what I took because it was so warm. It was so." He said they set up a tent, never used the rain fly, slept on top of his sleeping bag most of the time because it just wasn't that cold. And but yeah. he had a great time and. It was super fun. For we'll sure. have to make it down there. My wife has gone down, but I still haven't made it yet. Yeah. My wife, my dad. Oh, I'd, Chase, loved, I'd love to go. Everyone's been. I'd love to go. So. Yeah, it was fun. It's on my I have not been, but list. I also heard that because um, you said it's all downhill. So the hike out, is that moderate? Is it um, is it difficult? Like is, if you compare it to hikes around here, so, is it as steep as Maylands? Like what's the just so that people don't get themselves in trouble? Yeah. So I know. don't want to get anyone in trouble. I also feel like the whole time I was preparing for this, people were like, oh, my gosh, it's the worst hike. It's the worst hike. It's so hard. Getting out of that canyon is awful. I think a lot of people that do have a soup pie falls go backpacking one time in their life and it's for how to shape they're not exactly. necessarily in hiking shape <laughs> so i i mean personally i didn't think it was that bad we started coming out we started about 5 a.m but you like you're training for a 50 miler so we need like some <laughs> okay it's really hard okay <laughs> i'm just really good at hiking <laughs> a humble I, brag right there. i didn't think it was that bad honestly if you do it in the shade take your time we had a group some some people in our group um, they've never been really backpacking before. And there was one girl that had never been backpacking. The other guy had been a couple of times. And I think it took them like three and a half hours to get out, know, about four hours to get out. And like, yeah, it was a struggle, but it wasn't too bad. Um, so it, I don't know, like definitely be prepared to take lots of water and just hike, hike at a pace you're comfortable with. If you backpack often, it's not that hard at all. So you... You just filter the water from the from the bottom. Where yeah, you're at. so there's and a spring then, down at the campground, uh -huh. so you can fill up your water from there, and that doesn't need to be filtered. Oh, nice. Um, but we just 
we just filtered our water straight from the river right next to us because we have filters you know we're outdoorsy <laughs> but oh my gosh. it's i mean waters there's lots of water between the campground or like the village and the trailhead there's no water um so you do need to pack your water in that that eight miles but it's not it's not terrible there's water on either ends so so how um how hot was it was it like super warm um it would get uh, i think it was like 90s okay so it was warm um but it wasn't like it was perfect at between like 12 and four o'clock to be in the water it felt really good to be in the water but it wasn't too hot that if you had to hike in it you're dying now if you're hiking out in the heat of the day would that just be brutal i wouldn't recommend it Yeah. yeah um we there's a group that started about 10 and the switchbacks are still in the shade around 10 o'clock in the, after, in the, in the afternoon, in the morning. Um, and a lot of the canyon as you're hiking down is shaded in areas. But I, if you're worried about it, I would start three, four, five o'clock in the morning just to play it safe. Cause it, it does get hot and it's been a cooler spring anyways. Right. Um, but it, it, it'll get warm for sure. And they, there's a reason they have a helicopter down there. We passed a, I'd say he's probably 12 or 13 year old kid um, who had left the, tr- the camp two or three hours before we did. We passed him at the switchbacks. About an hour later, we saw him getting off the helicopter. <laughs> so he only had two miles left and he just couldn't do it. And so I think a lot of people, it is hard if you're not in shape and you don't beat the sun, it can be difficult. So maybe going on a few hikes wherever you live, around where you live, to maybe get your legs in shape because that's mm-hmm. if it's the first thing you've done in months or a year as far as hiking goes you might it might you, zap you pretty quick you're gonna struggle like. yeah okay. and that's i think he's gonna play a huge factor in that one as well um so yeah i go on some hikes i think you gain like 3300 feet out of there how many I, miles i haven't looked it's 10 miles um and but i think most of that elevation is, is at, at the switchbacks, at the, switchbacks yeah. at the end right i think we gained we gained around 1,200 feet before we hit the switchbacks and the rest was in the switchbacks. Um, and I, I haven't looked at the map of us hiking out, so I'm not sure on those numbers, but most of that's gained right there at the switchbacks. Okay, um, over under, your heart rate, did it get above 130? Uh, the switchbacks probably. You're yeah. in pretty good shape. <laughs> it, I. Yeah, it, it got a lot of the switchbacks. I got the switchbacks with a friend, and he's like, all right, I'm going to take a break. And I was like, all right, I'm going, um, and just kind of pressured through it. So it only took me like maybe 15 minutes to do the switchbacks. Um, but that's I started sweating pretty good at those switchbacks. I pushed myself. I wanted to go. You know, I, I did you have your watch the on? Hell. I did have my watch on, yeah. It took me two hours and 41 minutes to get out. So like I said, if you're in shape, you can do it, and it won't be too bad. But if you know where your physical capabilities are and they're not at the prime, go on some hikes and definitely prepare yourself and bring water and start early. Cool. I really want to know your heart rate. Can you? Did you save it? Um, let's let's go see. I'm just curious because he's in. He's been actually training for a long distance trail run, and so someone who's training, if if your heart rate is getting high on that, that gives you an idea. It's it's a difficult yeah, section, sure. at least. Maybe not, maybe not the whole hike, but the section is. While he's looking that up, my wife, when she went, she said there were a bunch of guys and a bunch of girls that went, and a couple of the girls couldn't carry their packs out. So a couple of the guys had to go back and carry the girls' packs out as well. Hmm. 
Yeah, so, so lighter is good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely go lighter. So, um, go so lighter, hike in the heat, get acclimated to the heat. Don't hike in the heat. Oh, you mean like before you go? Yeah, yeah, before you go, and then don't hike in the heat while you're there, if possible. Maybe practice a little bit with a backpack on. I want to say, if I'm remembering right, I think when my dad went, I think can... Do you know this, Chase? Can you rent some mules and put your stuff yeah, on you the mules? Yeah, you can put your packs on mules. Oh, why didn't you mention that? Yeah. Let's yeah. just take some mules on the mules. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I don't know the price. That's, some, that's gear we don't talk about enough. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's mules. We Pack should talk goats mules. and mules and llamas. Llamas are the best, yeah. Yeah, they've got, they've got tons that are running um, in and out. And they did, um, I think last year, they had some... Uh, what's the word not some like oxen <laughs> no some like um some groups some animal rights like groups that oh. went in to kind of like, like check or something it wasn't like PETA I'm pretty sure it wasn't PETA because they're there just to kind of like help them with their animals and they I know they installed some like um sheds and stuff for the for the mules to be taken care of oh, that's, not being that's used. good um but they also did I haven't looked into it at all, but from what I understand, they did uncover some like um, some like mild, mild abuse. Some, I don't know, but just I think they're working the the animals a little bit too hard, yeah. weren't feeding them enough, and so now they're definitely or something. yeah, they're definitely watching that, and because of that, it's not as easy to get a mule to pack your stuff down because they have less animals, they're not running them daily, stuff like that. From what I understand. And so if you do want to use it, you've got to reserve it in advance. You can't reserve it when you get down there because it's they don't have as many. ReserveAmule.com. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. ReserveAmule.com. Um, can't guarantee that website's going to produce what you want it to, but possibly. In fact, maybe don't. <laughs> maybe don't that. go to that website. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Did you find what your heart rate was? Uh, it's not. Lo- I, it's not loading. The I haven't synced my, load- synced my watch. And okay, it's syncing right now. Okay, stay tuned on uh, the next episode. Next podcast. Next we'll episode. About Chase's heart rate. Which? Uh, well, I've got to hear what that is. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today for the Gear Thirty podcast. Um, you can you can follow Gear Thirty on Instagram at gear underscore three zero and you can visit our website gear30.com that's spelled out g-e-a-r-t-h-i-r-t-y.com and we will see you on the next episode i'll see you out there thanks for joining us today for the gear 30 podcast gear 30 is a specialty outdoor retail store at the foot of the wasatch mountains in ogden utah like us on facebook Follow and interact with us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero and visit our website gear30.com for amazing deals on the best outdoor gear around. That's gear30 spelled out G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y dot com. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, leave us a review, comment, ask questions, and participate.